I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet. To the Active Topical Banter Show RP Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast. I am Scott Walker, and joining me for this recording in the evening are my co-hosts, introducing themselves in no particular order. Except that there is an order. But it's not particular. It's not particular. They need to know the truth. There There is no order. I am Michael Cunningham, RP Gamers Editor-in-Chief. Boom. (laughs) Just switch the game up completely. I am Trent. I'm Trent Seely, and have you guys ever noticed that Scott actually doesn't give himself an introduction? I, I say my name. I don't feel compelled that's, to that's list my job he, title. He, he, you know, he, he every time before a podcast, he's like, "Say your name and say at least three more words." <laughs> he says this every goddamn time, and then he introduces us. Well, he does and say says three. nothing. <laughs> He says, I'm Scott Walker, and with me tonight are my co-hosts. In no I'm Scott Walker, and I run this podcast, so the rules don't apply to me. <laughs> Touche, Trent. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what to say to you right now. I, I, I just did a whole f- spiel right there. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. People are familiar with my damn voice. And the sound of whatever, and whatever wave file I'm using to censor s- er, swear words now. What do, we, what do we use to censor swear words? Uh, Final Can Fantasy... it be a Chocobo Wark? I usually use a, a Blue Magic sound effect. Cause, you know, Why Blue te- Magic? Cause, That's cause, my text message notification cause, sound. Because you're working really? blue, right? It really is. Oh my gosh. You guys are, are like the From same Final shade of... <laughs> the same shade of awesome. <laughs> well, uh, my text tone is actually the, the beepity warning alarm from uh, 90s Gundam shows. Really? Yeah. yeah. My t- my text tone was uh, the alert sound from Metal Gear Solid. Scott's, oh, the, Scott's cell phone ring is amazing. Yeah. My well, cell phone it, ring is no, it, the sound from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it, it was it was like um, the the exclamation point sound if someone texted me, and then if someone tried to call, it would be like the codex. That's you know what, what I mean? mine is. Yeah. No, no. Wicked. Scott's is we great. Great, great minds think alike. Because his is... <laughs> I'm you... Trent Seeley, and let's talk about our text tones. <laughs> Scott's is Trombe from Super Robot Wars, and if you've ever heard that song, you will understand why it is a phone ring. But That's true, but Sam, who is Sam, talking? Yeah, yeah, who is Sam. this third person? This I did say person. my Sorry. name! I'm Sam! There we go! I, I... I gotta God, give you guys this, a bit of advance notice. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna drink a beer while we do this. So I don't blame you. Um, I'm, I've basically beer. hit a pint already. As, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just spending a bit of time hanging out with my friends. So let's. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've already hit a pint. I don't know what you're talking about, kids. <laughs> what, I do remember, you, I'm you, not allowed to you, drink during podcasts. You, remember? You you set that rule for yourself. 
Me and Sam will drink. Oh. Oh, guys. Well, no, it's because I, I remember remember the last Scott, time how, I got How do you aggressive? feel about hops, Scott? <laughs> um, I enjoy hops, but I think true skill as a brewmaster is uh, creating a balanced uh, drink. We're not talking about I, beer snobbery! Oh, goodness, Scott. I, I love the way that you talk about this. I would love to take you to a whole bunch of microbrews in New Brunswick if you ever drop in. Well, I mean... Invite us to your the, wedding. The, we'll the, come. The inverse... The, the reverse option is also true of you, Trent, but... Before we start making bro dates, we should do this podcast thing. <laughs> um, God, I don't want to hear beer snobbery before podcasting. I live with this guy. It's painful enough some days. All right. Oh, okay. Well, well. how about we start this podcast, uh, Scott, by discussing uh, the different notes and differences between a German Dunkel and a Belgian White. Ooh. No. I could go... You know what? I've got some killer Dunkel Weizen stashed away. No. Okay. I'm a big fan of just Erdinger's Dunkel, personally. But... I'm, I'm putting my foot down on this beer conversation. See, Erdinger's <laughs> is great, but there, there's... Just, um, there's everything a... you just said about ear Dunkel's Birkenheimer or whatever just sounded like something out of some weird German horn. And <laughs> oh, jeez, I forgot. <laughs> Max, Max, from, Max from the States, so... Uh, he doesn't get talk beer. about Budweiser for yeah. a little bit, I guess. He also doesn't drink, so he's very unfamiliar with any kind of alcoholic That is term, correct. So. You're from you're you're from Tennessee. You're, yeah, they make like, like is it Jack Daniels or something we make y- here? Yes, yes. You you have I your don't. own you have your own strain of bourbonry going Here's on. Here's the thing. Whenever I either note or care. Whenever I went out with Mac during Run to the Sun, I made sure I drank for everybody. She did. <laughs> The, the Canadian thing to do, because you want to be polite to other people. I will tell you, you a quick story before this podcast goes on, but one of the first <laughs> nights we were in, I think, I want to say it was Santa Monica, I got drunk yep. enough that I fell into the Pacific Ocean. She did. And yep. Mac and Adrian had to get me out because I was yelling about how I hated something. This is not an exaggeration. <laughs> this this no, is that's, that, Isn't that... Typical Sam Marcello, though, like, <laughs> like I am so upset, I'm going to fall down in the ocean. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to plunge myself in a large body of water while screaming about how much I hate something. Well, the worst part is, I told them I wanted to go swimming, <laughs> and they told it me was no. Yeah. That's a very efficient way of going swimming, Sam. Yeah, that that's just damned effective. Thumbs up. Points. All right, so our show tonight, we are talking about the merits. We're we're actually using that intro. Yeah. Well, some of the some of this will get cut to ribbons and reassembled for someone's edification. Sup, Disa? I assume you're the only one listening after the credits. <laughs> uh, but we're we are talking about the merits of grinding in across the JR of across the RPG genre spectrum. Love and, how you censored uh, yourself but, for but, a second But primarily there. JRPGs, right? <laughs> uh, I feel like JRPGs... Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. It, it is definitely true, but I think there are flavors of grind across the board, and we cannot discount the MMO grind as well. Or the Fallout uh, grind. The Fallout grind is one of the flavors that, I will That's kind of a to. different kind of grind. Well, that's though, what I mean. We're it? talking about the grind spectrum here, so uh, I'm not going to let Scott rag on JRPGs entirely. Oh, I, I have... I I am actually going on that. I am I'm actually going to rag just as hard on a few major Western franchises as well mm-hmm. as um, the J- JRPG norm. 
But I think we should start, because Sam's already alluding to it, is that there are... What do we mean by grind specifically? And I'm going to ask everyone to give at least one definition, because I think between the four of us, we can come up with six. Okay. Mac, you go first. Grinding. Taking time (laughs) out of your normal gaming path to level up your character or characters in a non critical path fashion all right I th- excellent excellent I, I it sounds that. like the title to like a thesis like a university paper i, I feel I like you I, need I to m dash it and have yeah. like a rope of sand to really a, make a, it a, a rope thesis. Of, yes <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent clone high reference thank you scott <laughs> all right trent what is your definition how would you enter this into the rp gamer official staff lexicon uh i would say uh that grinding is uh a repetitive gameplay motion in which uh, the player continually goes to the same well uh, to feel slightly more empowered over whatever he faces in the future. All right, Sam? He or she, I should say. Yes. <laughs> hmm. I will take from both those definitions and add... Oh, don't be that No, guy. no. No, she, she, can be, she can be number three um, related to... Add... To add to that, grinding is not just even a repetitive motion, nor is it the idea of getting stronger. Sometimes it's also about transforming the character in a way where like, you're taking time out of whatever that monetary quest is that you're doing to embiggen in a different way. Like, for example, with the games like Harvest Moon, you know, you're grinding all the time in Harvest Moon because you want better crops or you want yeah, but a that's, better... That's- and, and, and I agree. I one I one hundred percent agree. But that's more like a byproduct. Pretty crumulent results of say, grinding. Sam. But right? that's what I mean. It's that is also a form of grinding, though, because it's no, all about like, the that's skill. The res- that's the result of grinding, though. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what you get at the end of the grind. Grinding the verb is like what is actually taking place. Yeah. And the grind I feel is whatever mechanism you continually return to in order to achieve some uh, minute improvement. Yeah, I, I will say that it is a deliberate diversion yeah. from what one would consider normally the core of the game in hopes of some manner of statistical advancement. That's, that's sort of where so I was trying to go. I, I would, yeah, taking going off of Sam's or... And that does not necessarily have to be repetitive combat. It could just be harvesting resources it could be um mucking about with some sort of social interaction system for benefits it is anything and there has to be some sort of connotation or element of repetition or drudgery and i think it is definitely and definitely the element that it is repetitive uh, no, like the the diversive element has the div- diversion element has to be part of that because, I mean, there, you are there taking are, time off of the main plot, right? Like yeah. you, like you it's, have it's like you're, ex- you're you're removing yourself from the normal progression, at least the narrative progression yeah. of yeah. the game. Like I mean, there there is a chapter of Final Fantasy thirteen where the story has dropped you into a sequence where you just have to beat the crap out of everything to move forward. But that's that is still 
main pathing it through the story of Final Fantasy XIII, where, by contrast, I would say Final Fantasy VII, oh man, the meteor's about to hit, now is precisely the time for me to selectively inbreed and race chocobos until I have the best stuff. <laughs> but but the game basically tells you that, too. Like, yeah. And, and all those JRPGs at that point in time were basically like, hey, buddy, you realize that we're about to go into the most important oh, section yeah, of the like, game. Would you like to save your game now? Would oh, yeah. you like to prepare your butts as we change discs? I, I think a slightly better comparison to maybe what you're going for, Scott, like that something more recent is like an Atelier game because the grinding in that comes more from synthesis. Well, that, that You're spending all that time to build the better items to therefore well, go and do the better thing. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. The reason I'm phrasing my definition the way it is is to encompass things like Atelier or even things like The Witcher 3. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the JRPG does a really great job of throwing up a flag of saying, beyond this point, no further. You might want to go do some other you things. May, you may yeah. want to spend a little time on those fields dodging lightning bolts to get the best stuff. It's interesting that you bring up The Witcher 3, because that's actually an RPG, and I was reflecting on this the other day, where I feel uh, it, it kind of subverts the grind a bit. I, I didn't at any point feel as though I needed to take a step back uh, and focus on beefing up my character. Uh, and maybe that's in part because I was the gamer who wanted to do everything that was in front of me. Yeah, and I mean, but at the same I time... Because I approached the game in an explorative way, I didn't need to grind because I just did everything that I could. Well, The Witcher 3 is an interesting case, and I guess I'll, I'll delve into this specific example um, a little deeper. Because um, the thing is, is that you don't earn a lot of XP for anything other than major quests main quest items like yeah. like mul- or even multi-part contracts those are the only yeah. things that are going to earn you xp and money but at the same time i i just i was playing through blood and wine and blood and wine gives you um the grandmaster versions of all of the witcher sets and i had not bothered with the less the the one tier down of from grandmaster sets for my preferred uh grouping if that makes sense uh so yeah, it does yeah so, i have no idea what the grandmaster set is having so so it's I'm so they're armor. so the best yeah. armor and weapons okay. are Check. I'm good. the best armor <laughs> and weapons are based on witcher schools and they come in i guess six flavors now novice to grandmaster and I had skipped out on Master for uh, the Griffin School, which was my favorite set. And I was like, okay, now that I have Grandmaster, I kind of feel compelled to go back to the main continent of the game, grab all that, and then really get the most out of this particular gear. And that felt a little grindy to me. I mean, there's still definitely story, particularly for the Grandmaster sets, where it, you're you're following a narrative of some witcher who uh, either died or found peace in the south of France, and but it's it still sort of felt like oh god where the hell is this thing it's on my map I'm gonna walk around in circles till I figure out what chest <laughs> Don't you love it that is feeling? in yeah yeah I I eventually spotted it <laughs> I had to climb a thing <laughs> yeah. that didn't look like I could climb it. 
I like what you're saying, though. It brings up a good point because when you say grinding, that was the first thing that almost slipped out of your mouth and that Sam, you know, picked up on is that you think JRPG because that's one of the biggest things that people talk about. Oh, you have to grind in JRPGs or, you know, certain ones. And some are worse than others in that factor. But your point that you brought up right there just nails that grinding is way more than just leveling up your characters. Yeah. It's, like you said, the repetitive. Anything you're doing, well, it, even in Fallout Four, away. it's 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 scrounging around for aluminum, right? Yeah, like when I look back on my experience, you know, I came into Western RPGs much later in life. You know, it wasn't until I was writing for RP Gamer that I really started picking up on them. And the first time I played through Oblivion, it wasn't about leveling. You know, grinding in that game was not leveling. You know, I think I finished the game on, like, easy mode at level four or something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was really, really screwy. Well, I mean, the game punished you for leveling up anyhow, so level yeah. four was probably the best point to do anything. Yeah, it was something screwy like that. I don't know. But but you know, I remember, gr- speaking of Oblivion... I remember grinding an assassin by skipping through fields picking flowers. Yeah, you jump and you jump and you jump, and that was its own kind of grinding. You weren't getting levels, you weren't getting, you know, you were getting experience in a way, but not for the same kind of things. And it wasn't just fighting tons and tons of monsters over and over, you were getting better what your character could do by rep- repetitively doing the same thing. God help you right. if you picked a class that depended on a crafting a crafting scale. So many knives. Yeah, thankfully I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, that that's the best point that you can make is that grinding really has different meanings and the definitions that we all gave at the start of this kind of define that because it's not just I see, like I said, my definition of grinding isn't just fighting the same battle over and over again. If I'm playing a game like Bravely Default or Bravely Second, yes, in that game's infrastructure, that is my definition of grinding. But in other games, it has different meanings, and it really depends on what kind of game you're playing, what kind of things you're doing. And grinding also isn't always something you have to do. Some people claim, you know... Some games are more grind-heavy than others because they're harder. And that was one thing I got called out on years ago is uh, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor playing that tactical RPG. Oh, I, I claim, remember that. Yeah, I claim for me, because, you know, I'm not, you know, I didn't get good. I had to grind in that game in order to level up enough to be good enough to beat the final boss. Well, and, and that's... And that that is something I have on my list of things to talk about is playing smart versus playing hard. And this is particular to, I think, JRPGs, because I think there there is a way where, yeah, you, you, you could really pay attention. You could make the most of every single subsystem as it's active and really balance your spells and do and just play this like a tactical genius. Or you could walk around in circles mashing A until you're level one bajillion and nothing matters anymore beyond mashing (laughs) A. And you know what? Like, as a reviewer, I think one of the things that used to drive me crazy with people saying, like, well, if you just use this build. Oh, well, Um, I mean, there's there's always that moment where someone has figured out that you can cheese the system. And and if you don't cheese it, you've... And I think cheesing the system is a different episode altogether, but... 
Sometimes but, you know, the system cheeses you. Oh well, yeah, the system cheese does think, cheese back. I think back. Alpha Protocol is a perfect alpha example. Alpha Protocol of that. is a wonderful example of that. The, the plot cheeses you back, and I, <laughs> I want to do some sort of live screen live stream where I choose things like a crazy person just to show off how bad that game can get. But but that's just <laughs> it. Like you know, when you talk about people saying like you, you you don't have to do as much grinding or you have to do a lot of grinding, like. For JRPG July, I have been playing Okage the Shadow King. Um, I've had mixed opinions about how grind-intensive the game has been. Some people have found it pretty easy, and others have told me, no, you're, you're going to have to grind. And I've definitely found myself grinding a lot, but that has more to do, I think, with the encounter rate in Okage, because it's, it's kind of nasty. Um, and I think that also skews... Playing smart versus playing hard. Well, I also want to talk about something called uh, quality of life, yes. which is, <laughs> it, it's one thing to just be like, okay, this game is not grindy because it asks you to level up a lot, but it's grindy because the encounter rate is too high, mm-hmm. or even that the encounters are random, because I think it, it's one thing to say, like, e- even just letting me see what's on the overworld well, you've been watching me, me play Okage, and mm. you've seen, like, remember, this game was made in 2000, so, I mean, yeah. keep the age in mind. But at the same time, I'm, I'm just looking at this, and I'm like, the grind, the, the sense of grind gets worse for me if I can't see what's up ahead, yeah. and if you've got this really hard break from overworld to combat. And even, even little things like the Tails skits while you're walking around, or... Um, just, just in-party banter can help. And it's even just a question of your music loops. Cause I know this, this is something I will dock JRPGs on all the time is that your overworld music loop is too short and it is a hard cut to fight music. Uh, I'm, I'm back into Fallout 4 and I'm noticing, and I'm not running, um, any of the radio stations. I'm just letting, um the score do its thing and i'm seeing how well it sort of moves from just lazily plucking away at guitars while you're walking around into adding percussion and adding tension elements to the music and ramping it down again once you've shot all the ghouls and it's a lot of things that just like okay this has stopped being the game to me and just started being the chore yeah I can attest to your point about not being able to things because that's actually been my issue with Okage. As much as I'm enjoying the game, um, I'm finding that because I can't often see what's ahead of me, I end up in a lot more random encounters than I feel I want to be in. And I know that sometimes that's a bit of a damper on my enjoyment because I, I think the story is a delight, but and I want more of that, but I have to do the grind because... Unfortunately, the way that the game is set up, you kind of don't have a choice. The Is only that way- the grind, though? No, when that's the thing. It- it's hard to say because, in well, a lot of senses, I mean, you the- are. That just seems like that seems to me like more of a broken system, you know. I but well, see the thing with Okage is it, is it grinding if you're never to me, allowed to, me, to I, run I, away from a fight. Well, the thing is with Okage is that I'm finding I'm grinding more because. In a lot of cases, there's there is the oversaturation of enemies, but there's also the fact that um, the game's challenge it, it is quite difficult. You can be like two to three levels below a boss, and like it really has a huge effect. And even sometimes being two levels higher 
than a boss is still a problem because it's sometimes not having the right skill or not having the right element to combat the boss. So there's different things like that. And again, remember, it's an older game. So in this case, it's not like it was easy to just swap the characters and make yeah, a and change. Sometimes, sometimes you just get tired and bored of playing something. It's, it doesn't matter if it's challenging or whatever, but you want to get through something. You've gotten so far into it mm-hmm. and you're just tired of the crap. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to walk drudge. across this continent one more damn time. Well, and with Okage, what I find frustrating is the fact that um, the chapters have been so short, and then all of a sudden I got two very long chapters, and the, the pacing just adds to that grindy feeling, because it's like, okay... You're, you're not learning anything about anything or anyone. I'm not moving the story anyone. along the way I'd like to, the way the first three chapters were. Now it's kind of feeling sloggy, because I'm doing a lot of optional things that I might not want to be doing. Well, and there 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 are games that definitely sort of turn side questing into a mandatory activity. Dragon Age Inquisition is a good example of this where it's <laughs> like you can't trigger the next plot event until you have enough points yeah. to to yeah. uh, to send someone to talk to a guy to unlock it. So I guess you're uh, running around gathering elf root or something oh. until you until you can send Cassand um, send oh, Liliana to get the job done. I hate absolutely hate that aspect of gaming where you have mandatory side questing because those it's not a lands, side quest man. at that point. I, 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 okay, I, I I would like to issue a counterpoint to that. Fire away. Um, you're you're a video game designer, and your intention is to create a world that is so full of different activities and things to see and things to do. Uh, but the concern is an unguided individual who isn't walking down a straight hallway, a la Final Fantasy XIII, isn't going to see all the attractions unless you incentivize it. In that case, you create like a, a mandatory incentive of listen, if you go and do a whole bunch of things, eventually you'll be able to do this bigger thing. It makes sense from like a psychology perspective and like a design perspective. But if you actually think about it in the context of the game as well, it also makes sense. You're a part of the Inquisition. You're a force that is trying to grow with time into something that's a considerable political power. The only way that you get to that apex is by doing all of these more menial missions until you develop enough trust with all of these NPCs that you are apparently this bigger power. And so I, while I can understand that on some level it might seem a bit arbitrary or trivial to say, you need to do six side quests uh, regardless of their difficulty within the scope of the game in order to go attend this ball at the Queen's Palace. At the same time, it still kind of makes sense from a narrative perspective and from a design perspective, it does push the player to actually explore more of the game. So I don't know why that would necessarily be a negative. Maybe that's just me. Well, it, it's, it's always down to presentation. I think there are some cases, even within one playthrough of Dragon Age Inquisition, where it's like, yeah, yeah, I need to... I need to get some stuff done before I can go to this particular ball because I haven't scored my invite yet. But there are other cases where you're humming along, you know, the, the plot is humming along, uninterrupted, unimpeded, and then it's just like, 
literally soup cans, this drawbridge won't open until you've done enough faffing about in the hinterlands to go back to Redcliffe. But that's it's not kind of a like... side quest at that point. It's part of the main game. Don't call it as such. Just say, hey, this is stuff you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. No, and I totally, I, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, if if you're a diligent individual who actually wants to get a, a firmer understanding of the game that they're that you're playing, like, if you're not just trying to speed through the plot as fast as possible, you're going to do that naturally. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And I'm, and so it just seems it seems a little bit odd to gripe about it to me. I guess well, because that's that just an element of the game. There's an interesting argument you and I can have later. Uh, about game design and whether or not you should put things in that no one will see unless they're going to go out of their way for them. Because there are games that definitely do that, but mm-hmm. that that's not this discussion and whether or not that's kosher. But and, Sam and is... as a side note, like I'm I'm very into the games that give you like the try the quest and then never have to do it again if you don't like it, Alice Saints Row. Because um, it's like, man, I just want to do all these mayhems, but I don't I don't want to do the Hellia assaults because those are. Like, I wish, I do sometimes wish Dragon Age had had a couple quests that were like that, where it's like, you know what, I just want to try this and never do it again if I don't like it. Well, and some of that, (laughs) and in Dragon Age's context, I feel like there was an opportunity for them to step it back and make you feel, make it feel like you're running an organization instead of doing everything yourself, and maybe assigning some NPC that usually hangs around the castle to get something done for you. Yeah, a, a game other like than Josephine? Dragon Age. <laughs> a game other than Dragon Age Inquisition <laughs> that does this, and I was totally turned off by it, was Xenoblade X. And the fact that you could Oh god, guess. I'm I'm stuck on this one plot point because I need to get to twelve whatevers, right? Yeah, exactly. And that turned me off so much from the game, the structure of the game itself. You know, the content was there, the story was nah compared to anything else. It was not, the story was, we don't, okay. This is a a thing in RPG circles. People want to come to the defense of Xenoblade X because it's another Xeno game and people are all jazzed about that. And believe me, I'm jazzed about it too because that gameplay is tight. You know what I mean? No one needs to make excuses for for Xenoblade X's story. It is garbage. But the story itself, I don't. It's have so disappointing. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, but that. Love for, but the structure of the game itself, the side quests became mandatory, and it wasn't just oh, here's some extra content. You know, go and do. Well, it it, it didn't feel like you were learning anything about anyone or engaging yeah, deeper with the setting. It was just sort of like. No, I need to find this one gorilla monster and shoot it to ribbons so I can see the story again. But you know, and that's frustrating. When when structure becomes a grind, that is a frustrating thing because you spend a lot of time hoping that you'll that if you once you do all that that there will be a good payoff for the story, and there never is. Like, can you think yeah. of a game where they told you you must go get the mandatory blah blah blahs? And then the story was like super awesome afterwards. Most games do a terrible no, job well, of no. that. I'm, I'm actually gonna no, Sam. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with at least one example. So in Persona Three, if you want to talk to Tanaka, you need maxed charisma. Yes. Okay. Fine. And so you're gonna spend a lot of evenings drinking that damn tea. 
and spending <laughs> wow. your money on the damn tea and earning money so you can give to Tanaka. And Tanaka's an interesting character, and at the end of it, you get a really rad persona. You know what? I will attest to my grinding for Mitsuru as well. Because oh yeah, I you gotta to be the study best. like a mofo. You gotta study like a mofo to get that girl to even notice you, and I did it yep. because, you know what? She was worth the effort. And and yep. that's it. It's It's sometimes... Those are the fun kinds. Sometimes but, but, there's but, fun character stuff gated behind boring stuff. To, to, to take a step back, Persona 3 is the exception. It is not the rule. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, Wind Waker is one of my all-time favorite games. I, I think it is near perfect, but the part where it falls right on its face and exploration and adventure start beginning to feel like a chore is when the game turns around and tells you, you need to collect eight Triforce shards. Yep. <laughs> you you oh. gotta you gotta go throughout this ocean. Go on this map. This map tells you exactly where to go, well, and I... you just need to go there and collect it because it's busy work. Yeah, yep. I and think... we need to flesh out the last part but, of this. There, there are definitely I mean. Zelda games where they are like, "Hey, you assembled the multi-part MacGuffin. Assemble another multi-part but you know, MacGuffin." But that's, <laughs> that's my point. Generally, when it's main plot related and you're being forced to do the MacGuffin legwork. It's never that interesting, and worse off, the plot doesn't pay off in a lot of cases. Like, you can use Persona as an example, but that's not related to the main plot is where I'm going. Yeah, like, like you, you can still do perfectly fine without banging Mitsuru, but why would or, you? Or, you know, hanging out with Tanaka. But right. even games like, you know, the Atelier games, and the Atelier Tutori, one of the big busy work quests that you have to do is build a ship. And... I still don't think that that's much of a payoff because all it was is, oh, great, Totori gets to go to a new continent and hopefully find out what happened to her mom. And I remember I hated building that damn ship. Why? Because it meant that I had to go to all these different old areas and hope that I could find all the right synthesis materials and it had to be a certain quality or else I couldn't build the damn ship properly. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. and and there there's always there's always going to be hiccups and awkwardness. And I think... Something game designers can do is signpost these a little better. Is just 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 break the fourth wall like you do for the first hour with your incessant tutorials, and just say, "Hey, do this thing better," because we're gonna punish you later if you haven't. Oh uh, no, people hate that too, though. Because if if you go back and look at Final Fantasy thirteen, you remember when they went to the Ark, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're 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 on um, cocoon. And their ship lands inside of an arc, and Vanil and Fang are talking about how, oh, they mention arcs all the time back on Grand Pulse. These places are where Lissy train and get stronger and use their powers better. <laughs> the, ga- the game, the game takes spells it out. fifteen minutes to tell the player, hey, you're going to be grinding for the next three or five hours. It's it's. It's insulting, and people hated it. I think oh. I think people begrudge that moment in the game more than they do any any singular moment that has hope in it. Oh God, yeah. And I actually want to take another another step sideways and talk about this weird sort of zen of grinding that happens to me sometimes. Like I I played a lot of Diablo two as a zone out game. Just running around, running mobs, click, 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 mm-hmm. number two, click, 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 number four, right? And if a game can build a really interesting loop of just, like, rewards and yes, tensions, yes. 
Yes. I I don't care. I'll do it forever. Yes. And I'm and maybe this is just a question of action versus turn based because I know because I know plenty of JRPGs where it's just like, oh man, this fight's gonna be hard. Let's go punch some giants near town, so I have enough XP and money to be good enough to run the final to run this next boss. But see, I think JRPGs, especially turn-based ones, can actually do that same. Oh sort no, of zone I, I, I think I think because Persona Three was a great example for me. I'd get trapped in the tower for hours on it because I just wanted to see what the next level of my persona would get or well, that's kind of that's kind of different though and, and, and scott I, I i like that you came to this because i was going to bring it up if you weren't uh we've spent a lot of time so far uh a talking about grinding in negative connotations and b uh talking it uh, t- talking about the subject as a structural issue as as a problem with game design uh what about the grinding that you actually enjoy that is also deliberate and right. I, I mean, Diablo 2 is a good example. Borderlands, I, I can play through that single player just because I'm like, I like that that 30 seconds of fun of drop your drop your superpower, shoot some guy, sweep up the guys, look around for loot, do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I, have, I have played so many games through uh, and just got by by the skin of my teeth. And I have found, especially if I really like the gameplay mechanics themselves, to, to spend a lot of time and grow your characters to the point where you're really proud of them. Grandia, for instance, that that is a series, and certainly Grandia, the original game, are, 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 are games I love to grind in. I absolutely love Grandia it. I love to fun. have maxed out every single spell so that I can cast it and get that instant gratification in half a second when it's used against an opponent. I love having characters that are incredibly strong and you feel that strength over your opponent and maybe that's more of an instant gratification thing uh but it's not instant in that respect too because you have invested so much time and effort well that, that's talk your about reward grinding. right yeah yeah no people talk about grinding as though it is work and to an extent yeah i would absolutely have to agree grinding is work you know in, in an mmorpg or in a jrpg or in a western rpg grinding is work okay but if you are satisfied with the results of your labor, if you enjoy the rewards that you get due to that yes. time that you put into it, I think then there's something really nice to that. And I, th- I think, coming back to Sam with Persona, I think Persona 3 and 4 do this really good job of you you, you aren't necessarily in the same area because you're always... Cause, because the uh, zones are procedurally generated, you can see the monsters and engage with them on your your terms to a lot of, in a lot of ways. And every fight is going to give you something interesting to do. And the the best part is that you can check out of the dungeon and go do something else. Well, that's and just, uh... that something else will feed back into your dungeon, and the dungeon will feed into the something else. And that's that. That is the genius of three and four. Is that they all have of a the beautiful circular su- motion to it? All all of the subsystems feed back into each other. Whereas, say Fallout Four, you do not necessarily have to spend a lot of time with crafting. Right. But you can avoid it altogether. You you can avoid crafting. You don't even have to loot anything other than you, you, bullets. You, do, there, there's, you, you lose. There there's certainly benefit to it. Like yeah. you you lose out in the end. But but there's also a chance of you just stumbling across a legendary with a great gun and being done with it. And 
you it, it's really hard to say that uh, set, settlement building has a lot to do with whatever whatever core activity of Fallout 4 is, you know, working your yayas out, right? But, but Back that... to what you were saying about the zen of mashing, um, that's one thing that really stood out to me about the Bravely games is, neat, I wouldn't call Bravely Default or Bravely Second a favorite by any means, but those were games, when I was playing them, I could turn off random encounters. I played Bravely Second with random encounters off during every dungeon I could, every single one. But what I would do is I would sit and watch TV, have something on, and get into a dungeon, turn the encounter rate up to, you know, 100%, and just grind. Just right. because, you know, it was something to do while I was watching something else. Right, could, yeah. But, you know, and, I love the fact that that's just an option in a game. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, and, and encounter rate, <laughs> encounter rate is a huge quality of life issue, especially when you sit down and say... Uh, maybe this is too grindy for me, and it's it's just a com- comes down to c- can I feel like I can get from one town to another without having to I don't know bust out a weed whacker. Yeah, just think <laughs> think back of on all the old classic JRPGs you used to play back in the day, and would love to replay but with you that know. option. Yeah, if, and if that's you it. That option, would it not make? Right, it so but much to, to your point, though, Mac, like even without. A, an option to change the encounter rate. Mm-hmm. I, I I think every single JRPG gamer, sorry, GRP gamer out there uh, is going to be really into the idea of being able to grind while doing other things. Because when you understand the game systems and subsystems to a point where you can just go from battle to battle, uh, you get that progress. You're spending hard-earned time with your characters uh, but the fact that you're also able to attribute your time elsewhere, like I've I've played games while watching movies, I've played games while watching TV shows. Um, some would say that that's insane or that there's too much distraction going on, but I no. like the fact that no, I can I develop mean, my characters there, while I'm also I, enjoying my time elsewhere. There's a lot of there's a lot of Project Cross Cross Zone that got finished while with um, with audiobooks in the background. I like music yeah. myself. My whole experience, for example, with Digital Devil Saga, I listened to nothing but punk music because I was just going through my old CDs to see what I was keeping and what I wasn't. Worked perfectly because I just got into both the zone of the music, but also just because that battle system was something that I just became second nature for me. That battle yeah. system. <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> I remember back when I was younger, when Final Fantasy VI was, you know, the game. And sitting there, nothing else to play, nothing else really going on in life, and sitting and playing and maxing like half the party, if not the entire cast, up to level 99, maxing everything, all of that stuff, just for no reason. You know, just because I was having fun playing around. Yeah, and th- well, there's and always going to be that, right? Yeah, and that's pretty, it's even easier if it's on a portable console because like yes. you cannot believe how much i grinded with persona 4 goals in mm-hmm. or even um i remember i did a playthrough of final fantasy 8 uh, as a psn download on my old vita mm-hmm. and all my characters with the exception of one were level 99 it's and i get in a do well, it's and that's the thing. Like, if if you don't mind playing it uh, while you're also doing other stuff, and I I kind of love that about RPGs, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting way to experience a game. I think. And I think 
and I, I do want to bring up MMOs in this context, because I think... Yeah, they've got mo- their own special kind of grind. Well, they've got their own grind, and I do want to say now that more and more of them are abandoning the subscription model. It's sort of like, if you feel like you're mo- the best way to make money on your game is to charge people to skip bits of it, maybe your game's not good. <laughs> Like if 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 yeah. you if you just want to sell re- crafting resources outright for real dollars, I'm not sure which games you're referencing. I'm also not sure which game you're referencing. See, I don't I don't necessarily. I don't. I, don't I, I have not got. Well, okay. I've played, I've played three: Final Fantasy eleven, fourteen, and a little bit of WoW. So, so. I've, I I did I did the Old Republic when it was on subscription. Mm-hmm. I still wish that they would do a console release for that game. Uh, it's too late now, I think, but I and I did it as a free to play. And free to play, you earn ac- less XP, so you have to do more of the optional missions as you're following the main thread if you want to actually not die all the goddamn time. So you you are now being said you you are now literally weighing your time or your money against the value of this this Star Wars story and ultimately I just abandoned the second attempt at playing the game because I'm like no I I don't want to put up with either flavors of this nonsense good day to you sirs um someone tell me how the Jedi Guardian storyline ended if you don't mind (laughs) I don't know yeah, no one knows. No, no I'm, I'm sure. Happily ever after. I, I'm sure someone could tell me. I, I'm sure someone could tell me, but who knows? Yeah. And I've sat and played only subscription ones. I've never done really any of the free to play. And back in oh my god, if you want to talk grind, initial release Final Fantasy XI was grind central, and you had to have like. A full balanced party of six people. Once you hit like level fifteen, to progress <laughs> to progress at all, and Which we is, had we had a that's, static. That's party. so funny too, because like yeah. the like Final Fantasy Eleven today, like hypothetically, like you could just oh, there's enough can. buffs in that game where you can play it by yourself all the way through. And I have. I mean, I came <laughs> back to it last summer and have been playing on and off just here and there over the past year, and you can play completely solo. You don't have to have anything. They've given you, like, you know, spare characters. But It, it is It's interesting how most, uh, not not to derail or, or, or to sidestep what you're talking about, Mac, but I, I think it's interesting how most games, when they start releasing major expansions, they make it really easier for newer players to avoid the same grind. Yeah. Well, like, they're like not Final making Fantasy money on the first like grind. House, right? They're making money on the new grind, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tell me how. Tell me how that's happened in fourteen, because I've yet to see how it's going to be easier for me to catch up. So tell me how I've missed that one. Well, there's there's like a there's like a house like a training house now. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so if you start the game fresh, or I, I guess like if you just like jump into it now with Heaven's Word, like uh, and you really want to get to like level fifty relatively quickly. Uh, as opposed to doing all the main narrative quests and like the side quests that come up, you have this option to go use this like in in game training resource center basically to to really fast track the process, I guess. 
Um, I haven't checked it out myself because I am the type of person that wants to play through every single quest. Because, <laughs> you know, why would you be playing that kind of game otherwise? But I, I just think it's interesting how MMOs, when they start releasing new expansions, they make it really easy for new players. I get, I get that it's a business thing, but it, it's not even just like free subscriptions, but it's like these uh, expedited character development paths that are offered to newer players. Yeah, yeah just to... And- those games, they're designed to be a grind. MMOs have to do that because they're making money, whether it's free-to-play, giving you content to make you come back, or subscription, where they're yeah, they, giving they you need content to keep you busy. they need you to keep, yeah, keep you entertained. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. and I think... You, can, you don't have to hate it. You can love it. There's nothing wrong with enjoying that. I enjoy leveling different characters and different jobs in those games. You know, it's, it's fun, but... That's what they're designed for. <laughs> All right, so we're coming up on time, and I just want to close out by saying that if if you're going to have... I think the big thing to take away, especially for writers and designers, is if you're going to have a game where it's required for you to go off the core, the critical path of the game and just muck about doing something to get something else so you can get good or get it done, write a story where that makes sense. Because <laughs> Make me give a crap. You're asking well, a lot. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, like, even, even, the, even the barest fig leaf of an excuse where, you know what, maybe Geralt just wants to do everything. Maybe he, he wants really to pick posies running, He really likes running around. It, Whereas it, does make, it makes the you're right. It makes the urgency of the main quest yeah. seem like uh, it, like it gets the shaft kind of. Yeah. So a better and plot I mean, line is Geralt picks posies in the meadow to hand off to Triss and or Yennefer, depending on the relationship status. Yeah, because I'll play that right, game. That, but <laughs> but, but, uh, but I, I think that you, you kind of hit it on the head there because like it's you can kind of monitor the amount of grind that needs to be incorporated in something that's more linear like a JRPG and I'm not trying to cast all JRPGs as being linear but relative to a western RPG where it's very much open world very much choose your own adventure it's hard to keep people down a path and to make that time frame where they're a part of the world but also a part of the central narrative more tight, you know what I mean? Because yeah. the more freedom that you get... I, I remember uh, Kitase said something about this in, in regards to Final Fantasy Thirteen and the whole lightning saga, and people lost their minds over it because it's such a sensitive topic in the JRPG world. <laughs> um, but he said... Sometimes too much freedom is not a good thing from a narrative perspective. Oh, yeah. And that's and, it, right? And like, you know what? People would have agreed with him if they actually liked Final Fantasy XIII's narrative. Well, I mean, <laughs> but in the case of a game that is super tight, you you wouldn't... you And the story plays into that tightness. You wouldn't want the option to run around a cave and just muck about forever right all right and that's why people play and love final fantasy 10 and never complain about how linear it is even though everyone is on a guided path with enemies that select levels and uh sphere grid advancement levels at a set rate you know yeah like, like, that's, like 10's that's, a great that's, example that's, of that because not 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 to get on not to get on a, a a soapbox or anything but the people who complain about the linearity of final fantasy 13 and have nothing negative to say about the linearity of Final Fantasy X, they are dreaming in Technicolor. 
because it is the same thing that is better concealed. Yeah, and ten, Ten's a good example of what I'm talking about, where, yeah, you can play a lot of Blitzball, but that's your only real... Only only real freedom is just how much you engage with the mini games because everyone else right. is everything's pretty paced pretty well. So if you're if you're hitting most of your fights, you're going to be at the re- level you need to be to do the thing as you come up to the thing. Final thoughts, Sam. Come back to me, Michael. I enjoy some grinding. You know, there like we mentioned at one point, there are sometimes that it just hits you and there's stuff to do that you just enjoy continually doing. I enjoyed going out of my way to do stuff in like Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 3, Final Fantasy 12. Different games like that gave me different content to play and it expanded my enjoyment of those games. So I can't say anything about grinding being a totally bad thing and there are just some times that it's just not as much fun because it feels like it's required. Like I mentioned, you know, the required side quest grinding, where it becomes no longer a side quest, but a required quest, and things like that. That's not fun, but overall, I don't mind the grind. I can agree with that. All right, Sam. It really just, for me, it's always going to depend on the game, because there are some things where the grind can be really entertaining and a lot of fun. Um, It's why I like, I love the Atelier games. I mean, not just for other reasons, but like I get really into that synthesis system and I lose myself for hours on end with it just because I love seeing the satisfaction of my items changing in quality and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm starting to realize as I've gotten older, I don't necessarily have the same level of patience I once did for grinding, especially for older games. Like if they're on a portable, I think Trent has it absolutely right. Like I love playing portable games in front of the TV because <laughs> you just zone out and it's great. Um, so when it's that kind of grind, I'm, I'm into it, but there are just some things that I, I know as a crotchety old lady, I just, I don't have it in me for. All right. So with that, I think we're going to go to feedback. Does Trent have an answer? Do we Tr- ruin Trent? I think Trent and I were going back and forth there. Trent, do you have any other thoughts? <laughs> I I guess I would say that uh, grinding can be good and grinding can be bad. Uh, As Sam said, it really does depend on the game. Uh, But I think we kind of reached a consensus in that when a game forces you by virtue of its design uh, to lean more heavily on grind, uh, it's not the same as when you elect to go out of your way and spend some time grinding. Um, and if you're the type of person who does elect to do so, you probably do like grinding to an extent, right? So I guess that's that's my overall opinion on it. Yeah. All right. So uh, as for feedback, um, last episode we were talking about pre-order habits and how they're probably not a great thing. And everyone seemed to chime in about their particular uh, modes. And weirdly enough, everyone was kind of sensible sensible about it i didn't see anyone um not even our usual suspects on the forums going no no i have to have everything and i have to have it regardless uh it's it's just a lot of people going over how what makes them decide when and where to buy a game uh someone did highlight 
certain particulars like Amazon Prime membership does come with a pretty steep discount that could maybe tip the balance the other way if I were oh, yeah. more if I if I if I did more of my gaming on consoles or portables I'd be with you. And then it fell into this weird rabbit hole about whether or not remote play <laughs> or portable play is an acceptable activity for the bathroom. If you can pull it off, I would have to say yes, it is. I mean, if, if you feel like that's it. The, that's what, I mean, that's all the time, baby. All <laughs> the time. Okay. That's, like, there is never a time that I'm in there without a game system. I'm just saying. I mean, if, if the, you need, if you can. The is there to be used, you know? Well, like, I mean, it's anywhere and everywhere, and I grok that. But at the same time, if, like, you, if your bowel movements take long enough for you to seriously think, man... I I need I need a diversion while I'm in here. Perhaps I could grind out some Final Fantasies on my Vita. You, you need you need well, to well, up your fiber Scott, intake. Like, more uh, roughage, man. More spinach you know, in your I, diet. I, well, just just so you know, Scott, you're not, you're not supposed to push, right? Yeah. Bad things can happen over time when when you're pushing out your poos. I mean, uh, no, so I'm not. I'm not talking about go in there. <laughs> I mean, I realize yourself. you have to be relaxed in there, but at the same time, it's like. I don't know. The the moment I feel like I need something to occupy my mind while it's happening, I'm like, no, yeah. no, I'm 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 no, eating more salads next week. That's it. I'm, I'm not saying I'm sitting there and like finish off an entire episode of a Telltale game. <laughs> it it uh, sounds like that's exactly what you're saying, Mac, and that is how we are can, all. Can we it. can we stop with the poo discussion? No, because people were really interested in it. And I feel like this is a market we have to serve a little bit. I don't want to talk about poo anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm well. asking you all nicely. All right. We'll Please all right. think of the poops. Although, I mean, if everyone is... We'll get our minds out of the crapper. <laughs> we, will, we will get our minds out of the crapper, but I do have to ask. I know oh, a lot of people... All the bad puns tonight. I know, I know a lot of people do read in the bathtub. Is anyone playing phone games in the bathtub? No, because I don't want to electrocute myself or ruin my phone. There are more and more waterproof phones available, so I have to ask, are you candy crushing it in the bubble bath? This this is something I need to know. Who has time for baths? Who are these people? Um, Uh I love baths. I gotta be all pruney when I get out. Okay. So that that's our episode for this month. Uh, you can obviously take some time to leave a comment on our forums uh, or peruse other things we do on rpgamer.com. I do have to shout out to a new video series I've kind of launched where I'm replaying Deus Ex 1, or at least the first chunk of Deus Ex 1, and trying to say something thoughtful and coherent while I do it. It's on RP Gamer's YouTube. Check it out. Very cool. Yeah. I didn't even know you launched that already. I am a terrible wife. Well, I have not. <laughs> I have not come up with a means of a, a way I like to post it on the main site, but it's on the YouTube. The first step part is already on the YouTube. Hmm. Congrats, a, man! Good for you. I, I had no idea, also, but uh, that sounds pretty rad. We are on episode twenty-seven of the show. Someone, anyone who's archive binging. Let us know how many times we've mentioned Final Fantasy thirteen. Mac needs to know. It's a lot, yeah, probably. Because we have mentioned it, I think, almost every episode. I wouldn't be surprised if we haven't. 
It's uh, a good it's example so for things. It's always so topical. <laughs> I just I just want to know. I'm just curious on that. And while we're at it, I added a new thing to a potential future topic: finishing games. Yes. No, yes. Why, I why? I. I want that topic. All right, next time. Why? Why is it? Is it going to be an hour of all of us crying on air? Yes, because <laughs> we know because because we don't finish games, um, we just buy more games. It could be BS trend. I finish shit. She does. She's one of the okay. Well, does. all right. Well, I- I- enjoy being the golden child, Sam Marcello. I am the weirdo I that I don't finish shit. games. You know what? I I finish like maybe one fifth of the games that I buy over the course of a year. <laughs> And I try real hard, okay? <laughs> yeah, my my percentage has dropped greatly in the past few years. All right, we are going to get to that. Uh, we will catch you next time. The Active Topical Banter Show is an RP Gamer production, all rights reserved. Visit rpgamer.com for contact info, discussions, and other great content. Music by Nubuo Ematsu, arrangements courtesy of ocremix.com. And counting it off in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to... That's not how this works. <laughs> Two, one. Welcome to the Active Topical Banter Show, RP Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast. I'm Scott Walker, and joining me tonight, in no particular order, are my co-hosts. I'm Sam! <laughs> I was hoping somebody would take the lead, but the order okay. is going to stay the same! I, I, th- I, thought, I thought it was Sam... Mac Trent. Isn't that how it goes? It, it will be now. I, I am Michael Cunningham, and I am. I do stuff for RP Gamer, I think. Or at least I did once upon a time. You have excuses. I'm, more stuff than some people. Including me, really. Come on. And I'm missing a major organ right now, so does that count? Yes. yes. That totally counts. Yeah, yeah it's That's... just kind of weird. Jeez. You miss it? Did they I'll let you keep? It it, did did they let you keep it like the what they no. took out in a jar? No, that's what we talked about ahead of time. I went into the surgery thinking they were going to take out my esophagus, and we were going to ask if they could like you know plastinate it or something so we could maybe <gasps> use it as a lamp. Oh my <laughs> god! What do you think? Um, I told my office mate that at work, and she almost like got sick. She was like, "So help me, if you bring that thing in here, I will kill you." Um, but then they decided to like take my stomach out instead so they didn't ask me you know if i wanted to keep it or do anything so you could have made a sweet kickball out of that man kickball or a you know like a water balloon or something maybe Ooh, like like a really tiny set of bagpipes all right all right right. (laughs) oh wait 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 i don't understand you do have a stomach though correct i do not have a stomach my lungs are fine oh my god like, let's talk funnily at this topic. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Really dark. Yes, please. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, let's, let's, let's my abort fault. the I'm second sorry. attempt. <laughs> it's uh, my fault. We're all going to go jump off a bridge after this conversation. No. <laughs> no bridges for you. <laughs>